Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Well, exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Photometer has saved us when we've had an old image and it's the only image we have of, let's say, a product shot or something, but it's like historic old and it's pixelated and really bad. You just go into Photometer, increase the image resolution, and in like a couple seconds, it looks 50% better. And you're like, wow, okay, we can actually use this. Thanks very much, you know, j- just from that. Um, so that's a cool that's a cool one to have. But Pixelmator, Pixelmator is still... It's so user-friendly, and they seem to be putting a bit more effort and time into it now, and um, that is still a great app to work with. It's just so user-friendly and easy. But also having, I find, like, the the shared mailbox is also very handy. I mean, for example, if a colleague is on leave or something, and now you need access to their mailbox, instead of them giving you all their login details, etc., you can then jump onto Spark because they're part of the team. You can then log onto their, that mail and, and, and use it that way as well. And then it's as if you are that person replying. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. We are now less than a month away from the release of iPadOS 17, and I'm sure lots of new announcements from Apple. So plenty coming up on the podcast, including the annual Shortcuts Deep Dive, with Matthew Casanelli. In this episode, we are joined once again by Matthew Daly, who was on episode 36 of the podcast that aired in October of 2018. It's almost five years ago now. He is joined by his brother, Michael Daly. They both help run a small family business that you'll hear more about in this episode. And we dive into a bunch of different wide-ranging topics. And I even learned about some new apps from them in this discussion. They also run the blog iPadProductivity.com. They've been both iPad only since the third generation iPad released in 2012. So they bring with them a wealth of knowledge and experience with iPad and what makes this platform so special and worth using. As a reminder, you can support this podcast over Patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. By supporting this show, You'll also be supporting my new, currently monthly, Vision Pros podcast. Apple Podcasts has a new special annual price of just $35 per year. Get early access to every episode by supporting the podcast in either place, which includes access to the September episode of Vision Pros with the CEO of the Omni Group, Ken Case. It's already out and available uh, to supporters of the show, either uh, either podcast in Apple Podcasts will get you early access to that and on Patreon as well. It's launching widely on September 7th with Ken Case, but you can get it early right now. Once again, check out patreon.com slash epipros to support the show. Every dollar goes a long way with helping with the production of this podcast and is greatly appreciated. With that, here's my discussion with Matthew and Michael. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, Matthew. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, episode 36 back in October 2018, so almost five years. Um, so lots probably happened here. <laughs> uh, for those that have are newer to the show, can you share a bit on your background and um, you know how, how have things been? Yeah. Um, th- thanks, Tim, uh, for having me. Uh, great to be back on the show. Um, yeah, just just for the audience, uh, just quickly, uh, I'm a father, husband, um, got three kids, 
Uh, I live in South Africa, um, in uh, just just around the corner from Cape Town. So I'm sure a lot of people know Cape Town. Um, in a little coastal town called Hermanus. Uh, I don't. Know, have you ever been to Hermanus, Tim? Um, <coughs> I have since we spoke last. Been to South Africa. Uh, on a, a oh wow! Okay. Botswana and uh, Cape Town, all that uh, on that trip, and really special place. Um, yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Um, so yeah, sure um, Hama- but yeah, I, I have uh, taken the okay. out there, and it's. Uh, I've not been to Europe, but so, I have been to uh, to Africa. <laughs> oh, nice, good, good place to start. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people know Hermanus as um, it's known as the whale watching capital of the world. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people flock to Hermanus uh, uh, as tourists to come see the whales. Um, it's it's quite an idyllic little little town. Um, and yeah, so uh, so I live live here. Moved down here during COVID. Um, I think, like a lot of people, when COVID hit, sort of relook at life and uh, decided to make decided to make the move. Um, just a better place to raise the kids and and really just uh, just appreciate life. Yeah. And you know, with everything uh, moving towards remote work and and that, it was just it just made a lot of sense to do that at the time. Um, yeah, so uh, just a bit of background on, on, on work um, uh, before I give uh, Mike a chance here. Um, we, uh, yeah, we, uh, I've been in the business for 19 years now. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I work in a family business. Um, we specialize in selling synthetic uh, industrial oils. Um, so that would be specialized uh, oils that go into like aerospace, um, industrial applications, a lot of manufacturing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, if you think of any bottled beverage that you drink, uh, for instance, or any baked goods or any product that sits on, on, on the store shelf that you consume, it's, it's produced using machinery that have to use uh, specialized Lubricants, food safe uh, lubricants. Um, so that's where our business comes in, and um, and that's uh, and, and and that's what uh, yeah that that's what we do. It takes you to a lot of interesting places. Um, I mean, whether it's yeah. offshore and marine to mining to military, it's it's quite quite a quite a cool business to be in, uh, uh, to be honest. Um, and yeah, we um, we've got our warehouses in uh, in uh, up in the north of the country. Um, well, north from here, right. that would be in Johannesburg. And our products come shipped in from the UK and the US, um, and they get shipped straight out to our distributors. Um, and um, yeah, so that's uh, just a little bit of background on uh, on, on 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 our company and uh, and me. Yeah. And yeah, we're also joined this time uh, by your brother, Mike. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Mike. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, great to finally meet you and, and be part of the show. Um, yeah, just a little bit about my background, basically quite similar to Matthew in the sense that I'm also currently working for the family business now. Um, previously to that, I actually started out in Johannesburg. That's where we all grew up and then subsequently moved down when I was about 16 years old to Hermanus, to the coastal town. So that was a nice big change, but really great, uh, small, small coastal town. So fantastic. From there, uh, after finishing schooling, etc., I then went into varsity where I actually studied nature conservation, 
which is quite different to the oil and, yeah. and industry that we're in at the moment. Um, but it was still a great experience. I was in there for about four years, and that's actually where I first uh, got introduced to the iPad, being the third generation. And uh, yeah, I did my varsity and, and what have you, taking notes and, and all that from the iPad, of which I was actually the only one in the whole varsity to have an iPad <laughs> then, which is which was interesting. It was yeah. quite something, quite a lot of uh, jealous people, but it's a... Uh, you know, obviously, you get to get the guys that, that aren't too interested in either thinking the technology is too new and <laughs> difficult yeah. to adopt. But you know, certainly in that that era, it was it was difficult to um, you know not necessarily um, adapt and use iPad, but more so um, basically having it uh, compatible compatibility with. Uh, due to us being in South Africa, we mainly use Windows based systems. And now moving on to Apple uh, uh, stuff, using Keynote and Pages, etc. Having that uh, that compatibility issue was a was a little bit of a, an interesting time, if I can say that. Um, and so, but there were workarounds, many third party apps that we could use to convert from Pages to you know Word documents, etc. Although they were very limited and didn't do an excellent job, they they did manage to get get the basics done. So from that point of view, it was great. And now I'm currently in the, the east of the country, um, where I have been for the last five years, and part of the family business, as I mentioned previously now, for about eight years. So yeah, excellent. enjoying yeah. it. Thank you. And nature conservation in that part of the world, that's got to be an interesting thing to be working in. I mean, you get... Were you, did you? Jeez, yeah, Michael's got some stories. Eh? He's got he, he's <laughs> yes, some indeed, stories. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, some interesting ones. <laughs> I was uh, very fortunate in the sense that I managed to get uh, um, a position at a private game reserve, also in the northern part of the country now, near the Kalahari, at a place called Swaru, which is actually owned by the Oppenheimer family. Um, and that was a fantastic experience. I mean, I did anything from game capture through to, you know, looking after animals and bomas as we reintroduce them into the game farm, etc. Yeah. And I got to work with a host of animals from your desert black rhinos, which are very rare um, animals and endangered, right through to wild dogs, you know, lion, leopard even. So, yeah, just I had a, a, a fantastic time. And quite frankly, I don't think I will ever experience a, a year like that, you know, in the future, that's for sure, in terms of the different experiences and just, yeah, yeah just a, a great time. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, a quick tangent from tech. Uh, when we were on safari in Botswana, there was this little leopard, uh, or big leopard, I should say, and it, it was just hilarious to us. It reminded us of a little house guy was chasing a squirrel up into a tree and we were kind of afraid the squirrel going to go in our Jeep and the, the, the cat would be just yeah. squirrel throughout. It was, uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun to see, see um, the animals in there. Yeah, those, those leopards are amazing creatures. Eh? Yeah. Jeez. But um, back to iPad, because um, I could go on that tangent for hours. Cause oh, yeah, so could we. Uh... Uh, uh, um, thing for sure. Um do you guys have the same setup at this point as far as which iPad models you guys are using and working with? Yeah, yeah actually, um, uh, yeah, we, we, we're very fortunate that we work in a family business. Um, and uh, so we, 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 you know, we, we, we get to choose the hardware that we want to upgrade uh, to. And um, 
So yeah, so our current setup. Well, my my current setup same as Mike's, different slightly, slightly, and you'll uh, he'll um, reiterate on that now. I, uh, I've got the M1 iPad Pro, mm-hmm. um, the 12.9 inch uh, cellular. Uh, with the one terabyte of RAM, yep. uh, that that was really important to to us because we knew that um, w- we knew where the software was going. It was so obvious that iPadOS was going to be taking advantage of of uh, bucket loads of RAM yeah. in the future. You could just see it with all the rumors coming out of the development of Final Cut and all these different programs, and you could see developers were itching to get their hands on more RAM. And I knew. And, and and just from the past, iPads have just got got such a um, a great reputation of of having such good life. You can just hang on to these things for years and years. So I knew to future proof it. Got got to go for more RAM. But yeah, and with one terabyte, um, you get the sixteen gigabytes of RAM. That's the exact configuration that's, in, uh, I have as well. It's yeah. exactly what we wanted. That was exactly yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, you've done it, nice. So we so 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 we we really wanted to do that um, because one of the things that that drew Mike and I actually to the iPads and to go iPad only so long ago. Um, I mean, we'll get onto this in in, in a moment, sure. Uh, but one of the things that got us to, that drew us to the iPads originally in the beginning was actually just the speed of these things, and just knowing that these that the software was going to be taking advantage of that RAM going forward. We we, we just had to. So, so yeah, so the one terabyte and the two terabyte, uh, as you know, were the ones that came out of the 16 gigs. And I can't wait to see what the new ones are going to come out with. Jeez, yes. um, crossing fingers for, for, the, for, for, for what would it be, 30, 32? Well, eh? it's interesting. Possibly. Um, when the M2s came out, there was that wonder, will they put 24 gigabytes, which is capable yeah. of, in any iPad, like the yeah. terabyte. That just didn't happen. So I, I do wonder... If you know, M3 I wonder will huh? make that jump to you know uh, third. It's got to be twenty four or yeah, yeah twenty four is the th- max for M two, but um, no iPads right. have that on board yet. So um, yeah, that's a that, that's a good point. So I'm sure it's got to be twenty four. Absolutely, yeah, because they they generally follow that suit with the iPad with the with the MacBook, the MacBook Airs. Area. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So um, so that so, so that's my uh, so, so that's the iPad front, and then. Uh, running external hardware in the form of uh, Magic Trackpad and uh, Magic Keyboard for you know re- really as a, a, a as a pro pro tip for anyone in the audience I'm debating a, a trackpad you just got to do it. it it just makes such a big difference in terms of speed and productivity and it just fits in with the iPad just so well. Yeah, the gestures um, are um, second nature. Oh, jeez, it just gets you closer to that that sort of. That vision of like that minority report style moving windows around it, it's just so close to that and I mean uh, yeah I mean, we can go on another tangent again with with uh, vision pro Apple vision yeah. pro and how you're moving there it just fits the iPad so well doesn't it, it? Is, yeah. it's like it's like they they took the whole concept from there I've often said to Michael and I'm here here we go again I'm going off on a tangent but I've often said to Michael you know the um, you know the iPad has always been sort of like the the f1 of like the you know sort of the Mac world in that it's sort of like the test bed for so many different features that eventually come to Mac. Right. And and you you're sort of seeing it with Apple Vision Pro, it just you know it's sort of like they're taking the most modern platform and the way the most intuitive software and they're bringing it uh, uh you know into Apple Vision uh, Pro as you know the where they see the world moving to. Yeah. Very cool, but 
as far as the yeah, so, so monitors, then, anything special? Or they just yeah, yep. r- r- right. So I've got the five K ultra fine um, twenty seven inch, and it is it is such a gorgeous display. Um, it's it's particularly important for, all, for for us for our line of work when it comes to a bit of graphic design and that kind of stuff. But it also ties in with uh, just hobby wise, which we'll touch base in a mo. Um, and then yeah, and then of course Apple Pencil, AirPods Pros, um, and then uh, we also Michael I know also is uh, running the Cull Digit Soho Dock. Um, for portability, that is just such an awesome dock. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll probably touch base on that in a minute. Mike? And then you guys are both uh, running iOS 17 at this point? or? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're both running the, the betas. Um, actually, the first betas that we, we decided to dive into. So we're sort of... Uh, we uh, we're sort of virgin beta testers, yeah. <laughs> if you like. Uh, so this is our first one, and actually, Tim, you helped us convince uh, help convince us to jump into these, because we historically in the past the betas have always had a very sort of dodgy name, because you just don't know what's going to happen, and they they've just gotten substantially better. Yeah, they are getting and better with like releasing stuff that's more usable for most people. They are. Jeez, yeah. I can't believe how much st- more stable this beta is compared to say goodness, uh iPad OS 16. Oh yeah. Yes. Jeez, wow, that was that was an interesting one. <laughs> sure. Cuz you went full yeah. blown into into that beta, didn't you? Uh yeah, that was an interesting uh journey. That must have been a journey, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, Mike, how are you Jeez. finding the, the betas? Um, any um, is, is Stage Manager something that you use frequently? Or are you still using split screen, or what's your kind of like? No, indeed. Yeah, I find you know, iOS seventeen being incredible. I mean, the beta. You know, obviously, you come up with bugs. You will always in the betas, yeah. as as one does. Um, but uh, Stage Manager, I find, is working really well. I find that I have it permanently active. Uh, previously in iOS 16, I would, you know, be jumping with it on or off because I just find the freedom of the windows being very limited on iOS 16. Whereas iPad, you know, iOS 17, you can now, you've got so much more freedom. You can size them up as and where you want. And you just, it's just incredible. So I find that being very intuitive, very easy to use. And yeah, quite frankly, I can't see myself going back to split screen. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love the way Stage Manager works at the moment. Excellent. Yeah. What are mm-hmm. some of your common kind of Stage Manager setups? Do you have like a little tiny window and a, like a bigger window that takes up more the screen or? Yes, indeed. So, I mean, depending on what apps I'm running, like, uh, you know, sometimes, for example, we've been doing a lot of web web editing, which I'm sure we're going to go into just just now. And I'll have, for example, I'll have, you know, I'll have uh, Safari open in one window, I'll have Drafts open in another window, and then I'll have Affinity Photo in another window. Um, and those, that would be one, one, uh, stage. Yeah. And then in a separate stage, I'll have another sort of referencing setup as well. And yeah, I just find that, um, being able to move those windows around for referencing purposes. Yeah. Although it's a little limiting in the sense that you can only have four windows in one stage. It's, so it's that's, funny. Now that we have that small can... windows, I can want more of them since we have room for Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I <laughs> do find funny. that a little bit limiting and frustrating. But in general, I think overall I'm very happy with, with iOS 17 and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the, the final launch. Excellent, yeah. And uh, Matthew, 
Uh, beyond stage manager, anything else in 17 that's caught your eye? I know for me, I'm just waiting for the app store to open up with uh, third-party apps for those widgets, but anything oh, else? Jeez. Yeah. Nailed it, Tim. Uh, on the money, I cannot wait for the widgets to, to start coming out to have live widgets. I mean, you know, where you can actually interact with the widget. It doesn't just jump you into yeah. the app. That is going to be so handy. Um I mean, if you know, if, if I have a look at my home screen right now, my my home screen is just filled with widgets with my dock underneath, and but but they are all functional, usable widgets. You know, whether it, whether it be fantastical or you know the shortcuts widget with uh, sort of four shortcuts that I frequently use, and then I f- scroll up um, through them, or PDF Expert or. You know, we, we you know in our business we have to follow the exchange rates very carefully. So uh, we, we've got XE as a little little widget uh, um, uh, on our iPads. Uh, and, I mean, there's just there's just so many. It's it's just it's it's just full, but it's all functional and it's all just nice information at a glance that you can that, that you can use. But I must say, I'm really looking forward to these uh, um, these apps starting to become you know properly compatible in the in the release because there's a lot of nice um uh, apps that we use that you can see they you know that you know they obviously uh, with it being a beta they're not you know they haven't updated the apps yet to run 100% and you you know you can feel it and you just sort of think to yourself every day oh, I can't wait for this to be to be sorted yeah yeah a couple of weeks here um we're close yeah <laughs> yeah we are that's true we're, we're so close yeah so, um, um, you guys are using external monitors. Do you use your iPad screen at all? Is it kind of at your fingertips? Is it like me where it's eye level on a stand? Or um, are you just mainly working on the external and ignoring the iPad screen at that point? Um, I, yeah, I definitely use it as a, as just a second monitor, if I can, you know, as I will. I do use it as my main computing device. Um, you know, and my second screen is, also used as a primary. However, the iPad I often use, it's on my right-hand side, also at eye level. I've got the camera sort of between me and the, or between the iPad rather and the external. So that way when I do have meetings, etc., it actually looks like I'm facing the camera. I'm not, it's not off to one side. Sensor stage does a, do a very good job at centering you into the position. So that does help as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I do definitely find myself using the display a little bit more than I would say the iPad. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I've, I'm running an LG 27 inch 4K um, monitor. Yeah. So it's not quite the level as a 5K. So I do find that when I'm doing editing on photos, etc., that my iPad screen is just the quality and, and the pixels obviously is way better. So I'm able to then do the fine adjustments on that. And I find that a lot easier. Um, but I do use the iPad obviously as, as a reference as well when primarily using the display. Are either of you tempted by the um, external camera support in iOS 17? Yeah. <laughs> external monitors have like a camera mounted on the monitor or something like that. It's funny. We've actually we, we, we've debated that a few times. Um, uh, my, my the LG Ultrafine that I'm using now has got a built-in camera on it, but it's just because of the way I've got my iPad set up um, uh, underneath the 5K. The camera is just too high, right. and so getting an external would be pretty neat as a camera. Yeah, for you sure. Put it anywhere. Um. Put but it also, anywhere. I mean, exactly. having, yeah, sorry to butt in there, but having similar support like the Mac does, whereby you can use your iPhone as another camera 
that in itself would have uh, assist, They've got to you know, bring that up. Further. That would be nice. They've Apple got to TV do it. has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's true. They really need another nice thing. Cameras kind of in the center of the display, kind of underneath the pixels. Oh wow! <laughs> Wouldn't I mean like nothing's nothing's impossible you know, with the way Apple are going. Right. Another another neat thing, um, just in the way I use my iPad with my monitor, I bought a um, an extra long Thunderbolt cable that um, that plugs that obviously gets plugged into the iPad. But the beauty of that is that I can take my iPad off of. I've got the Sateki. Um, uh, it is the. I'm just trying to think of the name of the stand. It's the Sateki stand that. You can adjust it sort of um, any angle and it collapses and folds onto itself. Okay. Yep. And um, so it just sits under my, my, my 5K display in the middle. But the beauty of having a long uh, Thunderbolt cable is that you can pick up your iPad and you can bring it right up close to you without having to worry about now your cable uh, um, you know, maxing out in terms of length. You can yeah. put it straight next to you, draw, sign annotate documents and annotate whatever needs to be annotated and put it back on the display so you, you can sort of just move it around anywhere um and that uh, just having a long thunderbolt cable makes a huge difference um and yeah that's that, that, that that's definitely a nice thing to have yeah i think i have the whatever maximum length six foot one as well and they're expensive oh, but they're, they're handy they are not cheap yeah they are they yeah are. not cheap um and if you have a look for some of those little elbow connectors that um, allow you to to run the Thunderbolt cable at like an L shape, so that it's nice and flush against the back of your monitor, don't even try and get started on looking for those. Yeah, I had to. I mean, I'm in South Africa. I had to bring one in from. I think I brought it in from like the UK right. or something because there's just none available. Um, and of course, it's Thunderbolt, so you know yeah. it's like one of a kind. It's right. uh, <laughs> But you see, you know, that's that's why we're on these things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it really does make life fun, I must be honest. <laughs> so can you guys go through aspects of your job and how the iPad is that perfect tool um, to use versus, um, say, Mac or a Surface or something like that? Um, so basically, with the iPad, obviously, I mean, the speed of this thing, uh, yeah, they, I just find it incredible how quickly it opens apps and how you're able to multitask so quickly. And that's what drew us to using iPads initially, was just having that. And then the versatility behind it, where you could take it anywhere. Yes, you can take a MacBook technically anywhere and, and what have you as well, you know. But the iPad being able to be touched touch base and because we're dealing with a lot of customers interactions where we're in the face of the customers as well as in our distributors who are selling the products as well having the ipad being there that you can then simply just keep it on you show the guides a video or do a demonstration etc on the ipad take notes etc on it you know all from one place it's just yeah i find that that being one of the very good selling points yeah yeah um also the the cellular i mean uh I mean, as, as we've mentioned, we moved on to, on to iPad. I mean, my first one was the third-gen iPad when it first launched. Now, you think how long ago that was. So, to, and I mean, I went... Yeah, that's the dark uh, iPad. Jeez, yeah, that's a long time ago. I mean, how that, that must be... Yeah, 20, it's got to be 10 years ago. Pretty sure. 2014, there you go. Yeah, so that's nearly 10 years ago. And at that point, I just jumped straight in with iPad only... And um, because, uh, as Michael said, 
um, we do a lot of work uh, in the face of the customer, the, that portability, but that screen was so clear. And the fact that we also had cellular, you know, you just, in those days, you just couldn't dream of that kind of a situation on, on, a, on a PC. Well, excuse um, me. I'm looking at ba- now. Um, yeah. March 2012 is when iPad 3 came out. That's what I thought. I thought it was longer than yeah. that. Right. Okay. So, so, I mean, and I went iPad only. There were so many guys. Every second person I, I spoke to was sort of like, geez, you know, how, do you, how are you doing that? You know? Right. And um, there were lots of workarounds. I mean, you couldn't even attach an attachment to an email back then. You had to That's use right. like third-party apps like iAttachment and... Um, Wow, that that that's that's going back. That's going back yeah. a, a while. But yeah, cellular was a big deal. Um, the and battery, how is battery life um, wow. in Africa? I, I I know certain parts you're just not going to have any service at all. But the parts that you know the factories are in, you have coverage there, and um, mm. going from country to country, yeah. you know, does that's that a good question? Does, like roaming, yeah, that's, uh, good for it's a good yeah, good, good question. In, in in South Africa, we're very well covered. Um, I mean, we're you know mo- you know most of the country is operating off of five G now. Mm-hmm. Um, so in South Africa, uh, you you're well 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 kitted. There, you know you've got no problems there. Um, when you start going cross border, Botswana, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, well then that that's another story. You know then right. you you know then th- then the world changes. Um, so there, you know, there we we just sort of make do with uh, with with whatever's available. But yeah. I mean, you know, if, if we add a customer there, we generally, if we cross border, we'll be at the plant or uh, at the distributors' offices or what have you. And there we're doing presentations or showing the guys videos or, or whatever the story is. It, it's it's stuff that's saved locally to the device. Right. There you try and rely as little on mo- as on mobile connection as possible. And you have one terabyte, so you can download as much as you really need to. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But 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 in South Africa, it's actually it, it works re- really well. I mean, we we do so many, so many video calls and and things like live on the ground on site. Um, and so there's, there's so much high data stuff that we do. Um, just just locally at the at the customer on site, it, it works really does, well. Cellular is a you know, with a the big video bonus. calls. Does the swapping? Do you use the back camera much in those calls to like show stuff off? Is that a thing? You know that that that's actually that I wanted to touch base on this. Yeah. One of the coo- one of the coolest things we did in um, in, in in a video call with, uh, with with one of our distributors, we were presenting to about sixty people, and we were showcasing one of our one of our products. Um, which actually, which actually, uh, um, it's it's a line marking applicator, and we were showcasing this product in our warehouse. And what we did was, um, one of our guys was um, uh, uh, at our offices in, in Johannesburg, and he was on the call, and so it, you know he was talking to everyone, giving a presentation, what have you, um, j- just from his from his iPad normally. So people, you know, a lot of the guys thought that he was just on a normal laptop, and then. One, I can't remember who it was. I think I started speaking, and then uh, he uh, switched off his camera, went downstairs into the warehouse, switched the camera around, and now he's now effectively operating a live camera with zoom functionality, focusing focus modes, and the whole thing through Teams. So that then, when I when I said right and uh, launching and introducing this new product. Here we have Richard taking you away, and then we switch to Richard, and here he is filming live yeah. 
this product and guys just couldn't believe it. Guys are sort of thinking, geez, this is like, this is production value, you know? Right. Um, you just can't do that on anything no, else. You try to do and the that was and neat. Aiming no. the front of the camera <laughs> the right way. No, or you need to get one work. of those like, um, mirror systems where you put a mirror on top of the mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some like Egyptian thing, yeah. Right. No, so that that was that that was really neat, and I mean the camera focuses itself for you. So when you switch that camera around, if you're presenting to people, it is so powerful because it it auto focuses, um, and it does that really really well. And so people sort of think you know that you're playing around with pretty high you know high tech gear. Actually, it's it's just your iPad Pro, right? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty neat, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's kind of like part of that aspect you know selling the product um how much of the the back end stuff with like the website for the company do you guys deal with and you know what's the mm. web development on the ipad is that something that you guys do much with right and i think um, mike actually will be able to touch base a lot a lot on this we've actually been involved in a in, in a complete website overhaul at the moment it's been a massive undertaking and um yeah we've done it from the ground up off of our iPad Pros, the full development of the website, and it's a big website. And Mike, yeah, Mike will tell you a bit more about that now. So from the web development side, it's we're not coding the website from that front. Yeah. We got a sure. web development team to do that and to do the backbone mm-hmm. of it. But we were inserting all the data, all the media, and we were then obviously editing all that media locally on our iPads as well, using uh, apps like Affinity Photo, for example, is a big one where we'd obviously have different layers and just, you know, completely, um, you know, changing the, the different photos, et cetera, that we had on there and the media files, then, you know, changing the resolutions, et cetera, to allow to um, fit perfectly on the different areas of the website as well. You know, doing a lot of referencing whereby we'd be uh, taking text from our... Um, our UK-based uh, uh, company, our head offices sort of uh, website, we had used there uh, one of our one of our suppliers' websites and taking information from there, converting it into drafts and then converting that text over, then putting it into WordPress, which was the the platform that we are using, and that was it was the cloud-based WordPress. We weren't using the app, so we were using it via Safari. Yeah, um, I find that's the best and, way to interface with WordPress. Yes, indeed. Mm. And initially, you know, it was a little bit frustrating, you know, dragging and dropping, I find, you know, especially with large media files, it was quite difficult. Uh, you know, it was a little bit of touch and go trying to hold it over the, the drop zone yes. for a while for it to upload and then you could let go, then it would work. Um, and at that stage, I don't believe there was an upload button. At least it, it wasn't working well for on, on the iPad at that stage. And I know that they did do some updates to it recently, and now they are upload buttons, and it seems to be working a hell of a lot yeah. better. Um, and those were some frustrations that we had. Um, but overall, I found it you know extremely easy to work with you know and, and having the iPad the way it is with with the display um, we had used as a reference, and I could have my iPad in front of me you know with like an Apple Pencil where I could edit in the media documents yeah. etc. Right there, then reference it back to to the display etc. Having it working that way i found it a lot lot more productive and we we're able to to do it quite quickly um we we have a very large website with you know i think there's close to a thousand different products that we have to upload individually with individual media files as well as all the text that went with it and you know different links etc 
etc. So I think we are nine months, eh, Matt, of, of, of yeah. doing this website now. So it's, and we are now at the end. So it's taken a while. And this is obviously on top of doing our day to day jobs where we're looking after customers and distributors and attending to mail. It's not like full time website focus, you know. So, so yeah. And, and I mean, we've had. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. We had two other guys working with us as well, you know, because there's there's four of us involved in in in, in sales and uh, on the website development side of things. So th- this this work was split over uh, over four of us, and it's still it's taken like nine months. It's been so much work. But as Michael said, using your external monitors, uh, you know, being able to display all the windows out where you've got pages or diff- different pages of the website open all around you. And like um, uh, uh, websites that you're pulling information from, or files that you that you're pulling stuff from, has just been fantastic. It's it's such a nice canvas to be able to work on such a big screen. Um, it's be, it really has been excellent. And and video editing, that, yeah. you know, that was the other thing. I mean, we've you know we've got a lot of videos on that website, but we've had to edit them all locally to like South Africanize them to make sure that our details are at the end to like cut them where they need to needed to be cut. And we've been able to do all of that very professionally in LumaFusion. Um, it's amazing what you can do in, in, in that app, as you know, Tim, jeez, uh, LumaFusion is just so good. Um, yeah. The production side of things that you can, that, that you can do with that. It's yeah, brilliant. So we use that as well. Yeah. Um, and Word, WordPress really and then, does shine on a huge external monitor. Like it, it's a, it's a website oh, it that does. just craves screen space. Like you can do it on the iPad screen if it's full screen, but it's, it yeah. wants as much space as possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does. Eh? So nice. I mean, I just couldn't fathom. I mean, if we didn't have our external monitors, we, we, we could have got it done. It would have been much no more problem. Painful, But, Oh jeez, yeah, it would it, it, yeah, it would have been a, a, a mission. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Like but, we're only uh, two years into external monitors, and like I can't imagine not having that support. No, <laughs> it's it's actually changed the way I've looked at what I want next in an iPad. Yeah, because now now screen real estate is no longer a concern because I have this gorgeous, ginormous, well, I think ginormous right. twenty-seven inch, uh, and and so I'm sort of thinking, well. Hold on a second. I could probably go smaller because I don't need such a such a big screen on the iPad anymore. I could probably do, I could do an eleven inch, but just make it super potent, and then I'd basically work primarily from the from the external display versus and just um, have, have prior this, to this, like a fifteen inch iPad, uh, which exactly. I still kind of want to see what that's like. Oh, um, I know, yeah. I know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, but the then I think with right a fifteen inch. <laughs> Yeah, sorry to butt in there. I think with the 15-inch, then you're sort of juggling now the portability aspect of the yes. iPad and the pros with that. So it's yeah. like, how far do you take it? Right. You know, that's... that's uh, it becomes you see, it's, a, it's, it's uh, a desktop whole thing. iPad, you know, a less, more of a desktop iPad than you have your yes. portable one you bring on the road. <laughs> No, I know, which I which I'm totally okay with. I mean, yeah. you know, the bigger iPad, the better. And I mean, if they come up with a 15 inch, well, I can tell you right now, Michael and I are getting that 15 inch. You know, there's just it's just we're not not getting that thing. We have to yeah. as the as as our next upgrade. But uh, you know, and then but then it's going to become more desk, uh, as you said. Yeah. It's going to basically live on the desk, and that's fine because we don't want to work from anything else. So if it stays on the desk all the time, that's cool. But right. You know, it is nice to like take it around with you. You know, like um, you know, work w- work anywhere. The portability side of it still is just nothing yeah. c- compares. And have you dabbled with 
to the Final Cut uh, Pro for iPad yet? I know changing apps like Lumi, once you learn Lumi, usually you have that down. Like and it's it's a lot to just you know get out and learn this whole new right. very complicated app as well. I know, and um, in fact, before Final Cut came out, I was really thinking about DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. Um, because I know you can do a lot with that. Yeah, but then, before... The entire desktop app oh, in the iPad. Full Especially up. if you do that little trick that enables all the hidden... Uh, <laughs> there's all these hidden yeah. uh, palettes <laughs> that are by default turned off, but easy enough to turn off. Right. And I mean, I've, I've, I've heard so many of the pros saying that... Uh, this, these are pro video editors saying that DaVinci Resolve on iPad is as good as the desktop version. Yeah. And guys cannot believe how smooth how smooth the playback is and how fast it works. And a lot of guys are saying that unless you have a very high-end uh, machine, you just can't, you just can't right. uh, um, compare with the iPad performance. The M1 performance with DaVinci Resolve is just so good. Yeah. But, 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 but Final Cut is just so user-friendly. Yeah. It, it, it is just a much easier learning... There's a much easier learning curve around Final Cut, but... Yeah, the LumaFusion is, is 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 so good. It's it's difficult to, to to sort of say, okay, well, you know what? Heck, I've got some time on my hands. Let me go and learn a whole new video editor. I mean, who has that kind of time on their hands these days, yeah. you know? So um, I do a lot of uh, um, drone filming where I'm just f- filming wildlife and uh, whether it's whales or, um, or even just sort of home video stuff, yeah. you know, with like the kids and, and things. And... Um, to, because to me, you know, those kind of doing that kind of stuff is just like so precious and it's timeless. And um, I know you've got a little one now. I do. Uh, which w- w- I have, oh, I've so you're going to get into so all that. So much since she has been uh, there. You go. <laughs> <laughs> and and filming and stuff and then you yeah. you know you can you can edit it all yourself on LumaFusion and save it and then you have got these memories forever. And I mean, what could be more important than that? So I've been doing a lot of that and. Um, being able to do it on a larger screen is just so nice and being able to do it with LumaFusion it is just it is so easy and intuitive it, it's it, it really is just such a nice uh, app to work with you really don't feel like you're limited at all yeah um, and the new multicam stuff yeah. is fantastic I'm not sure if you've had a use for that quite yet I've been t- I've been tempted I've been tempted yeah. but I've got to start thinking about wh- what to actually like you know how do I want to make use of this because I I, yeah, I, I really need videos, that in my life like <laughs> three adults yeah. and the kids all at once and cut between it or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I filmed uh, I filmed um, uh, we had uh, it was one of our Christmases a couple of years ago and I set up it was about four years ago I set I had to take my iPad my um iphone my wife's uh iphone and like stage them yeah. so when the kids woke up in the morning i could get different camera angles of them that's like running through the house yeah. and then yeah and then put them all together but with multicam that's gonna yeah. be that's well, gonna that's be so brilliant true. yeah yeah i heard an yeah. interesting uh scenario of like you know at a wedding you have uh you know a bunch of people just filming and then you use audio sync and magically you know edit you know stuff together from that so, yeah. That that audio sync is very cool. I, I've heard about this feature. Yeah, yeah that's that's really neat. So, um, yeah. how how big is the the company itself? Do you and I know in your notes you mentioned IT uh, support and helping perhaps people okay. that are not nearby. With mm. is the whole company iPad only? So, so you're, you're working with other people, right? Too? 
with iPads trying to get them up. So Mike, Mike actually handles uh, our IT support. Um, so um, you know we're a small company. We're uh, we're, we're we're only thirteen people in our company, um, but uh, you know with that you know the whole office um, uh, at ground level are working off of Macs. But all you you know uh, our sales so our sales team and even our MD is is fully iPad only, and. Um, so um, from from that perspective, I mean, Mike, you'll be able to actually jump in. I've got, you know, I've got quite a few cool examples of IT support. Yeah, so, so as Matt was saying, I mean, mainly the sales staff uh, use iPads, and then we've got um, the guys that are based at the office. They are using Mac Minis, and so MacBook Airs for those that work slightly more remotely, um, or even MacBook Pros. And so when it comes to the IT side of things, how I use my iPad, namely is with the remote control of those devices. So if they have connection issues with printers, et cetera, et cetera, you know, then I can jump on there. I can use, I, I love the, like, Screens Connect. I don't know if okay. you, you're familiar with that. So I'm, I love that. That app works extremely well. Yeah. But for those, you know, that don't know it, you've got TeamViewer as well, which is a very popular one, and then AnyDesk. AnyDesk, goes to find, works extremely well. That's instant connectivity. It, it's, 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 a, it's great. But Screens Connect is on a different level in the sense of the security behind it, mm-hmm. etc. Um, and, I mean, it can be anything from as simple as, you know, for example, the other day, one of the ladies at the office contacted me saying that they're having issues connecting their mouse to the Mac. <laughs> and basically, without the mouse, you can't function. Because it's a Mac Mini, you can't yeah, really operate there's no it. no backup track. And so I... <laughs> Exactly. So I had to jump on there remotely and quickly just forget the device and re- reconnect it and boom, they were sorted. So it could be anything as simple as that through to, you know, anything more complicated, you know, working on uh, like remote desktop, but then remotely from my iPad connected to the one of the Mac minis, jumping onto remote desktop and then uh, having to sort our connectivity issues from that point of view as well. And um, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's quite a wide scope. Okay. Yeah. But but I mean, like a funny example like that. Um, if 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 Mike, uh, I mean, if if we didn't have that connectivity uh, to be able to virtually assist that Mac Mini, I, it would have been a real mission to actually try and connect that, you know, get that connection back for that mouse. Yeah. And when Mike was able to do it remotely across the country, it like in seconds. I mean, um, yeah, that Screens app is brilliant. Yeah, and it's it's nice with the magic keyboard we have trackpads and keyboards all the time now. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I assume you guys are both using the magic keyboard case thing when you're not at the desk. Um, is that accurate or? Yep. Um, yeah. Exactly, actually. Um, I mean, you know, it's always nice to take a break and get out um, and, uh, you know, work in a different environment. It keeps the creative juices flowing and, um just nice to have a change of scenery, and I mean nothing. Nothing works better, and in, in, uh, I think Michael shares the same view in our opinion than that than, than the Magic Keyboard. I mean the the trackpad is on that Magic Keyboard is unrivaled. There isn't another keyboard case that is the same trackpad feel. Um, but also again, just being able to de-dock it off of that case and just dock it again, um, and the quality of it is just so nice. So 
yeah, that's definitely that's definitely our go-to case for uh, for working out uh, remotely or, or working when you're seeing customers or you're at trade shows. It's just it's just nice and easy to be able to set up and get going. Yeah, sure. um, and it packs away nicely. Works on a plane beautifully as well. Yeah, um, Mike, you mentioned earlier graphic design. You know, with the website and stuff, is Affinity um, the tool set you've mainly using, or are there other apps that you dive into as well? Um, initially, but this is going many years back, I was using uh, a Pixelmator. Yeah, great app. Um, that was one of the first ones that I actually started to use, and I really loved that. And then diving into doing a little bit more complex things with layering, etc., um, I then you know, did a little bit of research and found Affinity Photo. And I found that being, you know, was an extremely good and useful tool to have in my arsenal. And I landed up doing most of the editing on that. Um, you know, I'm not a photo editor by trade or anything of that nature. You know, this is all just self-learned and going onto tutorials and just trying to see how to do things. And I must admit, if I'm not doing a lot of editing, you know, in, in a month, the next month when I start trying to pick it up again, it can be a little bit frustrating <laughs> trying to learn all the tools and, and find out how it all works again. But you do pick it up easily. But I just find Affinity Photo just seems to work extremely well with the iPad. And yeah, I, I just loved it. Yeah. Excellent. A little a little pro tip for guys um, that that Mike and I have learned. Um, Affinity by far is Mike saying one of the best uh, uh, editing apps because it just has so much. But the problem with Affinity Photo, as I've heard you mention Tim on 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 uh, uh, the podcast a number of times, is it is complicated to use. Yeah. You know, you there is a big learning curve to to using it, but it is so powerful. So the workaround there is simply, and a lot of people forget this, just go on Google or YouTube and type out how to um, uh, how to blur this or how to clone this or how to do this on Affinity Photo. You'll find a video, and in three minutes, you'll know how to do it. You go back to Affinity Photo, and you can do that feature. Yeah, that's the, um, that's so the way little, I learned back in the, my Mac days. Yeah. I was new to the platform, like, how to do this, and look it up, and then that's, you know how to do it. Yeah. Um, it's just the way to go. And then with Affinity, Another, sometimes uh, I find changing my screen resolution to the iPad to be a bit bigger can be helpful with all those little buttons sometimes. Yes. You, you know, you mentioned increasing screen resolution, um, but increasing Im- image resolution on uh, Photomator, Photomator, yes. the, that is such a nice little it tip. I mean, if you want to... Doing the ML oh, it can, hey? Yeah. For for putting photos up on the uh, up on a website or for using it in like whether you're editing a brochure or a pamphlet or, or, or what have you, is that pretty useful? Blowing stuff up to be a reasonable looking thing when you, it's big. We're talking like you know. Well, exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Photometer saved us when we've had an old image and it's the only image we have of let's say a product shot or something, but it's like historic old and it's pixelated <laughs> and really bad. You just go into Photometer, increase the image resolution, and in like a couple seconds, it looks 50% better. And you're like, wow, okay, we can actually use this. Exactly. Thanks very much, yeah. you know, just, just from that. Um, so that's a cool that's a cool one to have. But Pixelmator, Pixelmator is still, it's so user-friendly, and they seem to be putting a bit more effort and time into it now. And um, that is still a great app to work with. It's just so user-friendly and easy. Yeah, that is, that's the one I initially learned on. It's, it's still the easiest user-friendly Us one to use. Like it's Us too. Yeah. Of all. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, yeah, we, we, we like Pixel Beta. No, that's a good one. Yeah. 
So as far as the M1 iPad, um, we've talked about external displays. Any other aspects of that, you know, that chipset, that, that iPad that makes it um, kind of essential versus kind of the older iPads and and yeah, you know, what what would yeah. make you, you you know you didn't get the M two because you know there wasn't much there and you know hover or whatever and a little bit faster but uh, what exactly. what ship improved like are we set to like the M five like I'm pretty happy with the M one like what yeah yeah us uh, us too you know we um we we, we really uh, speed and uh, and and power for us is is a big deal and and you know a lot of people sort of think oh well you know why do you need so much power on the iPad you know the M1 is so fast and what have you but really when you are jumping between very large complex spreadsheets with like rows and rows of formulas per cell um, when you're jumping in from that straight into like a graphic design app straight into like let's say potentially LumaFusion or back into a very large uh, PDF that, you, that you're that you busy editing um, and you've got all these things laid out in front of you and you're using Spotlight Search in between and you're using the, you know, Safari and what have you. When you're snapping between those apps, it, it makes a big difference to your whole work experience and ultimately your, pr- your productivity if your machine is running super, super fast. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you you want the machine to keep up with you. You don't want your you to actually having to be slowing down to to keep up with the machine, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so for, so for us, does keep stuff on board. Oh, it makes a yeah. big does hey? it makes a big difference. And opening and closing documents, you know, we opening technical data sheets and and stuff all the time, very very quickly for for reference and snapping backwards and forwards between things and. Uh, again, one of the things that we love with the iPad and like the trackpad and the external monitors is that you can throw things up, you can spread things and, you know, jump into them, zoom in, zoom out. You can work very, very quickly. I mean, Tim, if you if you watch Michael work on his iPad, I mean, it's he, he is so fast, you know, do, do, doing what he needs to do. And he, he, his brain is just working and is, you know, he shares a screen often with us in these meetings. And we're just we're, we're just watching like everything happening at like a hundred miles an hour on his, on his iPad, and, and I'm just like I'm just like wow. I mean, like some of our other colleagues that they're like Mike, just slow down. <laughs> we actually can't see what you're doing yet, and um, that's that's M1. But you you know at um, you know we're we're not like uh, you know geniuses or anything like that. But we, we just want to be able to work quickly, you know. And you know you want you want that performance. It it really does make a big difference. If you're somebody sitting in one single app. And all you do is sit in an app for 15 minutes or half an hour, whatever the story is, and then you casually jump into another app and, and what have you, then maybe not. Right. But if, you, if, you know, if you're snapping between things and you want to work quickly and you want to get the most out of your iPad, and you know, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. It really does. And the, M, the M2, the M2 wasn't a big enough leap for us um, to, to really think about it and consider it. Um, uh, you know, I think I think we're, we're on M1 and we've got the 16 gigs of RAM. iPad OS 17 is really starting to now take advantage of that, and um, I, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense immediately. But then again, you say that it's the uh, October event comes around or the November right. event comes around, and they they reveal an iPad that you just you just start w- looking at the goods that are in your house around you and what you can sell <laughs> to afford this thing. You know, that Apple have a way of doing that. So. You know, yeah, we'll we'll see, but um, I don't know, Mike. If there's anything you want to add on that side, yeah, I mean, it's just the ecosystem really behind the iPads. That's what we love. We love iOS, and that's 
you know, that's, that's the whole reason behind it. And the M1 just, you know, supports that and just allows it to work so much better. And so, you know, the two, that the way that they're married together, I mean, you, I, I find it very difficult to compare it to another ecosystem. And yeah. um, just, yeah, like Matthew was saying, the, the snap is, you know, how snappy it is, how quickly it opens and closes, you know, windows and getting between the different apps and, you know, just being able to, to have that functionality. I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. So, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's the operating system. It's, it just feels, it feels so first world. It feels so progressive, you know, and even if you didn't have the speed there, it's just such a nice place to live in. It is such a nice place to work in. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, meetings, uh, you mentioned virtual meetings being a, a, a big thing, you know, and, and being able to, uh, use the cameras and, and good regards there. Are in-person meetings mm-hmm. uh, something you guys still do regularly? And how is the iPad? I think it's great there because you don't have with the laptop. You have this big barrier. Like, what's the experience there with iPad and sharing stuff and using it in that capacity? Yeah, that's that, that, yeah, that, that that's true. The um, the barrier that uh, the that a, la- a traditional laptop creates in front of a customer. It, it definitely has an impact on the meeting. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we primarily are salespeople. That's what that's what we do, and um, being able to lie your iPad flat, sort of, it sort of, it, it makes the meeting feel more open. It makes you feel more approachable. It doesn't feel like you're hiding anything. You're not sitting behind something. Um, you're not sort of protecting yourself from the customer, so to speak, yeah. by having something up. It makes the whole place, the whole meeting environment, feel very much open and um, more transparent and honest and uh, it, it does it makes a big difference i i actually recently just got a uh, the ipad mini the new one the uh, oh, nice. what is it the, yeah. is it the is the fifth eh? the fifth or the sixth, the sixth. The fifth. yeah is the sixth and i got i got that just for meeting notes because yeah. when you're in a meeting it's again you just don't have to have anything up and you can just uh, uh j- just write in front of you and so with now you, you're probably thinking when well, you've got an iPad, you know, an iPad, uh, you know, the, the iPad Pro 12.9. Why don't you just use that? But in a virtual meeting space, you know, the, where, where the customer is looking through your camera, you know, and you want and you want to, you don't want to look like you're typing. You don't want your customer hearing keystrokes oh, and things because so you might think you're responding while you're on a virtual meeting uh, for, for note taking. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, otherwise the guy might think that you're responding to your friend or your wife or you're busy you know typing something to something somebody else or you're carrying on with an email or what have you it you know the person thinks that you're paying a lot more attention to them when you're taking down a note uh in front of you and then they can actually see the pen moving you know the ipad the 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 pencil moving and and what have you so that's that's quite nice but um, I think another aspect sure. there, Matt. Yeah, yeah thanks, sorry. Matt. Another aspect there as well is also the touchscreen of the iPad. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a MacBook or another laptop or something in front of you, you've got to like now move your cursor around to try find it, etc. And you know that obviously is time consuming, but also you sometimes can get lost. Whereas with the iPad, you simply just use a finger and touch where you want to, and it's immediate, and you know it's less noisy, and it's just it's just it's far more easier and experience. And I find that that's right. For face-to-face meetings as well as even virtual meetings, and so having your your iPad in front of you, being able to just touch the screen without having to get lost with the cursor and etc., I, I do find that has been quite useful. Yeah, the direct interaction. Yeah, we 
Exactly. We, we, we do a lot of um, our, our interactions with our customers uh, to answer the second part of your question there. It, it's very much split. So there's quite, there's, there's quite a, there's still quite a balance. Obviously during COVID it was heavily virtual, but now it's very much a balance where, where we're doing a lot of virtual, virtual stuff. Um, but we are also still involved face to face with the customers uh, where required. You know, we often have to be on site. We often have to, you know, meet with our distributors and so that kind of stuff, when you're there, then you just lie, lie the iPad down, you're taking notes. But, uh, but, but virtually, it, it really is a pleasure having such a high-resolution camera as well. It was funny, I was actually we were, I was with one of my colleagues and we were presenting to a customer. And he is, um, we always sort of like to have a go at each other because he's a, he's a Mac user yeah. and I'm an iPad user. And he actually came from an iPad and went to a Mac. Sure. When the new when the new uh, M series yeah. Max came out, yeah, and and so he moved to that, and um, he 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 likes to sort of chirp us on thing on advantages that he's got, and we chirp him on advantages we've got. But in this meeting, he, he's always gone on, gone on about how no, you know, there, there isn't much of a difference on the camera and what have you. And then we we went into this meeting, and and he said, you know, what, maybe we should actually just use your camera because you know what, there is actually quite a difference. <laughs> and like, you know, that that, that was quite funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, just just on the camera, there is there's a big difference. And there is. Yeah. And the other thing that people the other thing that people don't don't talk about a lot is actually the studio quality microphones on the iPad Pro. You've got I think there's five uh, studio quality mm-hmm. microphones on the iPad Pro and. The, the that quality of uh, of audio is really really impressive, especially when you're in when you're in a meeting and you you can tell the difference. Yeah, you really can. So that's yeah. That's, so so we we quite like uh, um, the, the 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 features of the iPad Pro when it comes to meetings. And now with Teams and um, Mike, I can't actually remember. I don't know if Zoom are doing this now, but now you uh, you can actually keep your camera on. So your camera can remain on when you're navigating the system. Oh, nice! Um, yeah. yeah, and you, you don't you don't have that issue anymore. Whereas previously, if you wanted to, if you're presenting to a team of people and then you wanted to get a document and go back into Teams, it'd switch your video off. Right. And people sort of, you know, momentarily, <gasps> you know, has he gone? Have we lost the connection? You know, no, no, I'm still here. Just just grabbing something. You yeah. Know? Um, with uh, that, Stage that, Manager, that seems to be uh, it's good that's built into the apps. But I think with Stage Manager, you could probably have. Um, stage manager running and you know grab stuff in that same stage maybe exactly 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 that yeah that that that, that is a that is a plus i mean with stage manager yeah of course you can do that straight away yeah um but um yeah teams zoom um i mean to be honest the we, we at our office at one stage um when before before i moved down to the cape when i was working at our offices up in joburg um it's a two-story building and the our reception and a lot of our team are at the bottom floor on the, on the bottom floor uh where it's easier to access the warehouse and what have you and i just told everyone just facetime me don't phone me through the uh, through through the office line. Uh, you know, don't route me through the office right. line. Just FaceTime me because then it's as if I'm standing right next to them. So I'm, you know, because I can see their face. It's I'm getting a more personalized interaction with them. And when I relocated, nothing changed. So they just FaceTimed me again. Anyway, it was as if I was sitting right next to them. It was as if I was sitting upstairs in my office, but I was actually in, I'm now a thousand four hundred k's away. <laughs> so you know, um, so no the. Yeah, F- F- FaceTime, Teams, Zoom, it just works so well um, on iPad. No, we've got no complaints in that regard. Hey, Mike? 
No, uh, yeah, nothing with the iPad has always been a great tool for us. And from a meeting front, I think FaceTime is what we use a lot into company. And then with our distributors and clients, uh, we're using Teams, I find, is, is, is the go-to. That's just because of accessibility. A lot of our, our, our customers, et cetera, are using uh, Windows. So we would then uh, be, be using Teams. And, you know, at the end of the day, Teams, it, it works. You know, you get, get the job done. I mean, has quite a few bugs, et cetera. But uh, ultimately, the main thing is you're able to communicate with, with whoever you need to. And, yeah, so like I said, get the job done. Yeah. Within your company, do you use the FaceTime links at all to add them like calendar events as a way of, um, or do you just directly call the person? Yeah, we, do do you remember, Mike, we used to do that a lot with our purchasing lady. Um, uh, We we used to, because she, we would have to send her um, the FaceTime link uh, because she didn't have a camera on her, on her monitor at one stage. Right. I'm so, like so, yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, so yeah, so we started sending her, sending her the links to. We sent them to her phone, Mike. Um, yeah, so the, when that first when that first came out, we sent the link to her phone. Yeah, so she was running an iPhone, so then we were FaceTime her with the iPhone at that stage. Then she did upgrade and get some uh, external uh, camera cameras and, and microphones, and that was then able to work for, for her. Um, but going back to the face, some links, I mean, I have had to use those on a number of occasions with customers, etc. as well. And I find the, that being ex- extremely useful. And yeah, I've, the way that it works now through, through a web browser as well, yeah. it's, it's just gains in accessibility of it. And so we do often use, use those face some links. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I found them really great. And you have multiple ones on go yeah. and all that. Um, there's, there's sort of, there's no reason now why a customer can't connect with you if you want to use FaceTime. Right. You know, um, which which is great. So all your noise cancellation features, your center stage, all that kind of stuff, you can keep, you know, within the virtual meeting app you want to use because it's yeah. you know it's FaceTime, and then you just send them send the guys a link, and they can open it on Android. Right now they can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as the other Apple apps, uh, they've been improving a lot over the years. You know, Notes used to be this IMAP based storage thing, and Reminders was. This is very yeah, basic. Yeah, app. Uh, we now have um, Freeform. I'm not sure if you guys use that uh, for planning stuff out. But yeah, can you talk me through how you're finding the Apple apps and especially their collaboration features have really kind of gotten much better over the years as well? Yeah, that's that, that's true. We use the collaboration features on the on the Apple apps um, basically every single day and often throughout the day. We so what we've tried to do, and Michael will be able to um, expand on this, we've tried to standardize to to um, the major um, iWork apps. Mm-hmm. So um, keeping it Apple-based uh, for collaboration functionality and the tie-in with files and that. So um, all of our presentation work, everything is done on Keynote. And for those who are not sure or interested in making the switch to Keynote, Keynote is so powerful. The, the, the stuff that you can do on Keynote, there are so many hidden features that you can just dive through um, menus to get to. Um, Tim, you had a great guy on, in fact, uh, not, not too long ago. I think he was a teacher at a school. Yeah. And, geez, he used, he used Keynote like a machine. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy was quite <laughs> Quite impressive. Yeah, you can do um, a that, That's a cool one to like listen to. Can, yeah, it's a you whole. You can build like exactly. fake websites within there, and <laughs> yeah, 
it's amazing. Or, or if you if, if you like some cool animations in Keynote, you can have that Keynote be recorded as a slide video yes. and exported into the video editor you're using, totally. and it makes it look like you've you you're pretty advanced, yep. you know. But um, yeah, it's a little cheat tip there. But no, so yeah, so so Keynote we. We, we, we collaborate heavily on Keynote when we're building our presentations for our customers so we can have four or five people building the presentations together at any one time. When we're making our, order, our purchasing from uh, our, and generating our orders and things from uh, from our overseas suppliers, yeah, again, we can have sort of five people working simultaneously on our, um, on, on, in numbers. Um, and uh, one of our other brothers, Robert, he's a whiz kid when it comes to formulas for, for our spreadsheets. So we've got some seriously powerful spreadsheets, but big, big spreadsheets. And um, and uh, the, the formulas that he comes up with are br- brilliant. So, yeah, so we've got shortcuts to jump into these uh, uh, in, into these folders um, in, like, uh, let's say, for numbers and what have you. And that, yeah, that, that, that works really well. But, yeah, collaborating in notes, uh, pages... Um, yeah, we, we 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 collaborate a lot of, uh, in files. So we have company shared folders in in files, um, whether it be brochures or data sheets or just supply information that everyone can access. And you can fiddle around with the parameters in files quite well. Uh, you know, you can choose who sees what, and you know, you can remove certain access and things. It's it's they've they've come quite a long way. Um, so the collaboration uh, um, side of things, uh, yeah, we do. We do. We, we work a lot in collaboration with across the the iWork yeah. uh, suite. Um, Micah, I don't know if you want to expand on anything anything on on that side. No, I think I mean so just being able to share those links because we're all using Apple. You know, being sh- able to share all those links via iMessage just makes it that much easier to connect and to collaborate whatever That's document true. we may be working on. So whether it be pages, you know, doing quotations or doing other, you know, literature, you know, big letters, etc., or you know, numbers where we're doing complicated spreadsheets and being able to all put our input in there and being able to see who does what and then you've got the quick activity um, fields as well where you can see who, the history, etc. You know, I, I just find it really, really great to be able to do that. And, yeah, I think it just shows, you know, where this is all going and, and you know, what you what it's actually capable of. So, yeah, yeah. it's just fantastic. Have you guys found a use of Freeform yet, this big whiteboarding application for, I don't know, dirty We've talked about it a lot, actually. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. Um, we, we we definitely can use it, and I think we're gonna we're gonna bring it on, particularly when we are brainstorming yeah. and uh, fleshing out ideas for, let's say, um, front of store um, advertising displays, uh, or f- you know, fleshing out ideas for um, new accounts or or uh, new leads and things that we want to start taking more seriously and, and looking at. The fact that we can all work off of the same canvas at the same time, and and you, you know you can divide work up, but uh, in the moment, and people can you know everyone can work on the same thing, and you can sort of see stuff happening, yeah. and and the way that you can add photos and videos as well, um, and d- different media, right? You could put like screenshots unlimited canvas, websites that you could mark up and put in there, and things like that. Exactly, exactly, and the markup feature uh, obviously is. I mean, that's that that's the whole crux of the thing. But that, yeah, that that that's actually really nice. And we, uh, we were talking about it the other day, and I actually think we're gonna we're gonna start using it. Um, so that's yeah, that's a good one. Um, but in terms of the evolution of apps, 
Uh, it's it's been great to see the, the direction that these the way uh, some apps are pretty good at taking advantage of the new features coming out um, and like uh, re, you know re, the, the the new operating system uh, uh, the main features that come, have come out for iPadOS sixteen and what have you but some apps you know you still can't you still can't do much with them like uh, we, we use an app called uh, Live Chat mm-hmm. for. Um, interacting with customers on our website. It's a, it's a great app, and it works very, very well on iPhone and iPad. Yeah. Um, the only thing that they're missing there, and it's quite a big thing, is the ability to... Uh, um, the, uh, it, they're still not split-screen compatible. So oh. you, so if you... Yeah, I know, okay. I know right? So now, with, with this great big canvas that you have with Stage Manager, you can only resize that window so, so like much. Like the settings app, yeah. They st- yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, don't even go there. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's, but, the, that's uh, the resizing um, thing you get. Yeah. You get this fake half view of it that like, yeah. scales it or something. It, it, exactly. So, I mean, um, PDF Expert. We use PDF Expert a lot um, for editing brochures and, um, yeah, goodness. I mean, it can... I mean, architectural drawings and things. I mean, we've just um, moved into a new place, and uh, you know, when you when you're looking at blueprints and things, that, that the measure tools are fantastic and very accurate. Um, and of course, you know, just signing documents and things. We we use PDF Expert a lot, and um, their their widgets and their um, the the speed at which the apps are working at now. They've come that that they've they've come a long way and they've actually be, always been a very good app um, yeah, the, from the get go. Yeah, but they they do awesome work. Jeez, now they're in another league. I mean, they really are. Yeah, they they stand out. Those guys, you know, PDF Expert and Spark. That's the other one. Yeah. Have you tried Have you tried the AI features in in Spark yet? I have not. No. So we've been dabbling in a bit of that, um, and uh, it, because now you can you can you can use the AI. What's it? Uh, yeah, well, uh, but particularly to give you different ideas mm-hmm. for how to word something. Yeah. So you know, quite you know, it's often quite challenging to uh, to present a customer you know with news that might not be always favorable yes. or, or or what have you. Well, it's quite interesting to hear how you would word this uh, a different way for, in like a more formal way, for instance. Um, so, or, or like, uh, like worded in like a very happy sort of tone, you know, sometimes when you've been staring at a layout day in and day out, it's, um, it, it, you know, you get a bit of sort of writer's block if you like. And, uh, it's quite nice with, uh, with, with the AI tools, you can, yeah, you can actually now just change that on the fly. That's very cool. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, we, we, we quite like that. I actually, we had a... In our complex, uh, we had a uh, we we had a letter sent to us by a lawyer, um, and we wanted to respond back in a very very formal way. So we just got the AI to do it, and just you know just said you know we just said take you know respond back to this in a very formal manner. Yeah. And he drafted something out that looked like we had studied law for ten years, <laughs> and that was done in like thirty seconds, and we could send it out. Um, but yeah, Spark Spark's a great app uh, for those. Those interested in a, in a powerful email app, yeah. yeah. What are you using these days on, on the email back front? To Apple Mail. Um, are you? <laughs> I had okay, been using Spark, okay. and then I don't know. I just let me give this a shot with iOS 17, and yeah, I'm I'm enjoying just the built-in app right now. 
I okay. mean, Spark yeah. makes a lot of sense for us because we collaborate a lot with one another. We always, you know, we get involved in each other's communications yeah. a lot as well with customers, etc. And being able to then, you know, chat to your teammates on Spark, you know, directly without having to have links, etc. in a separate yes. messaging app, etc. I find it's that a very useful. Feature. Yeah. yeah, the Spark within yeah, business a good point. makes total sense to me and the collaboration within there oh. is just great. Because you can have in Spark for Business, um, the, the the collaboration features in that, you can have, uh, you first of all, you can see when all your colleagues are reading a mail and typing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can, let's say you get a mail from a customer, everyone can comment in a very iMessage-like fashion underneath that, that mail. So you don't have a mail thread that's 30 emails long. Yes. It's just concise and short with little responses from the team. Yeah. And, then you can, and then you've got your final uh, mail that you can construct. But you can also construct mails live together, which is a feature that we use. So let's say somebody in the business wants to send a mail out, but they want you to look at it and review it. You can collaborate, it, collaborate on it together and edit it live, and then they just send it out on their side. Um, that's super cool. And that, that's, that's, that's quite a powerful yeah. But also having, I find like the, the shared mailbox is also very handy. I mean, for example, if a colleague mm. is on leave or something and now you need access to their mailbox – Instead of them giving you all their login details, etc., you can then jump onto Spark because they're part of the team. You can then log onto their that mail and, and, and use it that way as well. And then it's as if you are that person replying. So it's it's, it's fantastic. That's, that's really and assigning and imagine and if people a, go assigning on vacation mail. that makes that mm-hmm. process so much better. You don't have to like you don't have to oh. send like an out of office. Maybe you could have someone cover your desk and not worry about that as much. Hundred percent, and I mean, in yeah. South Africa, we we have an issue with load shedding, with which is are basically power cuts that happen fairly frequently. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes the office will be without internet connection or etc., and therefore they are unable to get to their mails. Then they can simply phone us, and we then able to respond if it's an important mail, or able to then do it on their behalf, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, it works really well. That's really cool. Um, for brochures. Is that something you guys do in pages or have you guys switched over to Affinity um, Designer, which is, um, or Publisher, sorry, their new uh, app for uh, that kind of work? Mike, do you um, want to answer this one? Yeah, sure. Basically, we don't really uh, design brochures from the ground okay. up um, because we have suppliers in the USA and in the UK mm-hmm. that are, in, like, they're not our parent companies, we're an independent entity, but they are the brands that we represent here. So you'll use and their so brochures of, and maybe add on top of it your branding to it from that baseline. 100% yeah. exactly. And then we also edit out you know, product lines that we won't supply or, or in South Africa or that don't fit our markets. Yeah. We can then also edit those out, etc., and then do it, do okay. it that way. Um, yeah. And then for that, to be honest, PDF experts has been working extremely well for us, you know, for, for that, that sort of stuff. It's fairly basic editing. I mean, it's not extremely complicated. Yeah. And so, yeah, but yeah, I find PDF, ex, PDF expert, yeah, works well. Yeah, it's a great tool. And yeah, but you, you, PDFs you're able to just, you do need. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, you do need the pro version, which gives you a lot of, there are some nice features there, like being able to compress uh, a file, or um, there are a couple other nice f- features, I can't remember off the top of my head, that we use uh, uh, often, um, that I would recommend, if you're looking at PDF Expert, do look at the pro version, it, it's worth it's worth every yeah, worth every penny. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, it has nice thing with PDFs, you can, you can really, as long as they're not flattened or whatever, uh, you can kind of like 
make it your own um, for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Any other work related stuff we haven't covered yet before we move on? I think Monday.com, eh, Matt, that's the one app that we, we haven't really touched on that we do use a fair amount uh, in our business. And that is also the, the leaps that that has taken, you know, in, in, in the last few years is also, I mean, they've really put a lot of work into getting that app working great with, you know, with the different um, updates that we've had across iOS. And, yeah, I find that app to be extremely useful and we've definitely adopted it across our business and used it widely now for i think it's it must be three years or so eh, Matt? Oh, i think it's longer than that i think it's got to be like five we, we adopted monday.com when it was actually originally called depulse okay and for those for those of your listeners who are not, are not sure what monday.com is it's like asana or uh, kind of similar to like uh, trello so uh, for an organization if you've got tasks or like a project and you've got other pe- people who are assigned to different aspects of that that project this is a great way to project like manage and track different things that are th- that that are all connected to maybe a single point um and monday.com it's an electron app but they have they have gone for uh, i mean you just can't believe the development i mean what you can do now on the ipad on that app mm-hmm. it's really impressive and it works uh, so seamlessly um so that's that's an app that we use uh, it's just integral to our business it's built uh, into all of our departments in our business and that means that live we can check straight away what's happening like in our warehouse in a from a logistic point of view yeah. so we can go onto that app anywhere in the world and we can just see immediately live what's happening. What you know? So what's going on? Are they, you know, um, are there goods being sent out? If so, what are, what is the goods that, that that are being sent out? And you can you can track it through the process. So you can see, okay, this product's being pulled for this customer off of the shelves, and I can see that the next step that has to happen is this person's got to check it, and then it's, it goes to the next step. And you can see these things happening. In a very colourful sort of way as well. It's very it's very pleasant on the eyes. It's not like a boring app to look at. It's you know it's it's um, it's a very uh, uh, easy um, app to, to to read. It's yeah it's it's a nice one and it's seamless with your with your iPhone. Um, so that Monday dot com that's that that's a super app that uh, that works very very well on the iPhone. That's really cool. I've not actually heard of that one, so that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a that's a really good one, and I believe they're doing really well. Um, so that Monday.com, yeah, that that's that's a good one. Another another one that we use all the time. That's another little hit, hidden gem is Yoink. Yeah, and you don't hear much about Yoink being mentioned st- still, but Yoink cheapers as a way to just uh, drag as a shelf app, mm-hmm. um, just to drag apps and to, to to be able to drag sort of information rather into one central place and just drag it out of there. It's sort of like a little holding zone. Yeah. I used to, I used to in files have a folder called drop zone with a little helicopter yep. emoji <laughs> and you just drag information, drop it there. And then, you know, you don't mind what's sitting in that. It can be spread. It can be all disorganized. It doesn't matter because it's just a little central drop space. Yoink just handles that in such a nice way, um, and so Yoink is a, as an app to drag information, files, videos, photos, anything into as a little holding area. 
as opposed to dropping it onto your desktop because yeah. obviously you don't on an iPad OS you you, don't have that. You, know, you can't drop stuff onto the springboard yeah. essentially. Um, Imagine during the website is just, is just work that would be a really handy app for that kind of stuff. Very handy, and for for people listening, the, one of the beauties with Yoink is that you can drag things and drop them into and create stacks of of uh, of, of files and photos and and different things, and you have a whole stack, and you can move that stack and drop that stack, let's say as an as an attach as attachments into a mail with one drag and drop, or into files with one drag and drop, um, and so that uh, that that's that's quite a nice app to have. Uh, for sure if you're taking the iPad seriously yeah. definitely how does uh, I think Shortcuts is also an app that mm. uh, oh jeez yeah. we take advantage a lot of um, and you know the leaps and bounds that's also come is also incredible and the compatibility it has now with other apps as well you know and they just the list is just growing and growing and you know I, I find that app to be extremely useful, especially from the widgets as well on our home screen. Just to have those shortcuts allocated there, and with the new widget features coming with iOS 17, I think that's just going to be very interesting uh, as well. What we can do with that. Do you have a favorite shortcut that you just every time you run it, you're like, "Oh, this is great." <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, there is actually one. I mean, we actually, it's for our quote generator, basically. So when we're doing quotes for customers, it's just one that then links uh, directly into to numbers. Um, that then, it's a shared spreadsheet that then we can then see exactly, you know, what products are available and what the base, the stock is on that product, as well as all the pricing related to that product that we can use. So it's a very short, simple mm-hmm. uh, shortcut, but it's a shortcut that I just find works extreme, extremely well. Um, and then we used to, for the website, we used one that was just a resizing uh, image, uh, basically, a shortcut. Yeah. And that was just, you know, just resizing it to an icon image. And that just worked fantastically. Just one button, select your, select the image, and you sort it. And, yeah, that was just really good. And it's just those little things that really just do eat up time, you know, in your day. And so it's it's fantastic to have these apps. Uh, um, we've we've just moved into into a new place. And so we've... We've set the whole place up with home automation, and um, so one of the shortcuts that 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 I use to get going in the morning is um, I'll just raise the dock, and I've got all my home automation shortcuts in my dock in a folder, and so I'll I'll hit the one shortcut that says uh, set office up for work, and I, I hit that that uh, that shortcut as I'm setting up my desk uh, or, or getting ready. And it it'll lower the blind down to the correct height. Yeah. It dims dims the light to the correct light setting, and um, and then it's it switches off uh, um, any other lights that may interfere or speakers or what have you. And so it gets everything done in, in just one in just one hit. And you know stuff like that. Or also with Stage Manager, I don't know if you found, but sometimes the audio. You, you, there can be a little bit of a um, uh, just a delay or, or a bit of a bug switching between the the external monitor and the iPad, and sometimes the audio can get confused. So I'm still using a shortcut to connect the the audio to my AirPod Pros, and so if ever there's an issue, I have the shortcut both on my on my external monitor. And so it's obviously in the same dock, but if I click it on the external monitor, it'll bring the audio from the external monitor to my AirPod Pros, and if I click it on the iPad. It'll bring it from the iPad to my iPod Pro. So that's a very quick way to just bring uh, just bring the audio to your to your AirPods. Um, but yeah, as Michael said, price lists, 
um, shortcuts for price lists as well, uh, or for data sheets, or shortcuts to jump into to meetings. Um, those are all really, really handy. Um, yeah, shortcuts. We use shortcuts a lot. Um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And then um, moving on towards, you know, when you're not working, iPad is a leisure device. Do you use focus nodes at all to like try to hide your work stuff so you're not distracted and working 24 hours a day? Um, any thoughts there? Yeah, um, I'm sure Mike can expand also on this, but I've, uh, I've got a nice one. So as I mentioned earlier, I enjoy doing a bit of droning. And so, um, so when I when I finish work, I'll go out and uh, t- take the drone, and I've got a shortcut on there where in one tap it changes the focus mode to to a focus mode that I've named droning, which basically um, uh, puts switches on do not disturb only to let in uh, calls and messages from certain people, so that I don't get messages popping up on my on my iPad Mini because uh, I use my iPad Mini as my drone display. Um, so I don't get any messages uh, appearing there. And then what it does is it also, um, it dims, it, it increases the brightness of the display. So that, that's better for the, uh, for the drone and it launches the DJI app, uh, um, immediately as well. So it does all of that in, in a single tap. Um, and that sort of, that, that syncs in with the, uh, with, with the focus mode side of things. Yeah. Um, but, but also I mean, I've got my focus mode set up so that as work finishes, it automatically, it's now jumping into like a family time um, uh, mo- uh, focus mode. And that's and that's great because it really does make a difference between, you know, getting, you know, unknown callers or, or callers that you don't want to come through um, who are taking advantage of, of, of you or perhaps, um, you know, just... Uh, yeah, just just unwanted stuff into interfering with uh, with time that you'd rather be spending, you know, with your kids or what have you. As the focus modes, yeah, definitely make make a difference. And you have that um, set through just time based schedule. On the uh, on that yep. time based schedule, yeah. So we we do a bit of we do we like to do like a little morning workout during the week. So um, the focus mode will come on automatically there. Um, and I actually what I want to do now is I want to tie the focus mode for the for the workout into my hue bridge so that because i've got a i've got a focus mode at the mo- i've got i've got a rather shortcut at the moment which runs automatically that at, at a certain time in the morning the heaters come on yeah and then and and the kitchen lights come on as well at, at a certain time and that's the time that i usually walk through to make a cup of coffee right. <laughs> and so like so i actually need to tie that in with the focus mode as well because that could that could actually work quite quite well you you've given me that idea now um but uh, Mike, on, on the focus mode side of things? Yeah, I mean, I use it a little less complicated than that. I mean, I'm simply, yeah, when it's, when it's works over, switch over to a different focus mode. And then, yeah, I, I try to just take my eyes off the iPad after, you know, a full day of, of working from the iPad. Sometimes I just want to take a little rest. Yes. So I'll actually <laughs> just turn, turn the iPad off and, and just, you know, go for a little walk outside and just get some fresh air, etc. And then, yeah, then often I, I find myself on YouTube on my iPad, just sitting on the couch, just going through these shorts yeah. or watching videos on YouTube. And, and yeah, that, you know, and then obviously, you know, planning holidays and, and, you know, simple tasks like that as well. And having those focus modes, just click of a button and you don't get disturbed or get inundated with anything else uh, that's happened throughout the day, work-wise or what have you. You just now, you can, well, focus. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So, um... The f- looking towards the future, 
Um, how do you guys hope this hardware evolves? Um, do you think we'll have another 2018 moment of a major redesign like we had back then? And, you know, what kind of things do you hope going forward? Uh, I know the Mac's getting this awesome Apple Vision Pro integration. Do you think the iPad will eventually get some of that or... Yeah, so in terms of hardware and uh, stuff that I think I think both of us are, are, are wanting, and I'm sure Mike, you can expand on this, but um, I think just uh, just just more RAM because it just makes such a difference. So it's a big bump up in in chip performance. Um, that would be great. But screen size, you know, I don't know if I want a bigger. I don't know if I'm so. Um, you know what's the word? Sort of, I don't know if I'm craving for a larger display yeah. uh, um, again. But the thing is, it would it would be nice. But I mean, having a having a bigger display is always nice. But if I could have the same features in the in in the in the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro in a slightly smaller iPad, um, and I'm not losing anything in the way of like, for instance, um, screen technology or what have you, then. Tell you, I might actually, I might think about that because, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly nice to have the portability, and if I can still plug it in and have the same performance um, on my external display, that that would that would be yeah. neat. So, so I think, um, yeah, the, the the camera they've got to be moving the camera to the center of the, yes. the iPad. I mean, I know they've done it on the base model, so that's that that's certainly coming. Um, Screen technology, we know that they're moving towards OLED uh, for, for for the darker blacks and things. Um, I hope it's as good as the mini LED display because I mean, there's just nothing that's that's as good as this. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, so I hope they do that. Bigger battery. We've got to get a big battery now, hey Tim. I think at the time is yeah. Come. The 2010 iPad had the best battery life, and it's just been going steadily down from there. Uh, and and I, I I must say I'm I'm over like hearing like the the, the MacBook guys tell, you know boasting about their battery life which is so impressive and it's you know yeah, so that's, that, that, 20, that's awesome but I want a bit of that yeah, now. The 2010 <laughs> iPad they advertised 10 hours but it felt more like 15 to 20 most of the time. And that you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's yeah, been, yeah, yeah it's that, been that, that is true. Trying to hit 10 ever since. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um. So yeah, so but 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 look, larger iPad, you know that's probably the de facto. We'll probably land up doing that. But uh, but it, this external display uh, functionality is certainly getting me to rethink the 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 display yeah. size of my primary iPad. That's for sure. Um, and your side, Mike? Yeah, I mean the future of the hardware with the iPads, obviously. You know, it's it's tricky to say exactly where they go. I mean, look how far they've come. I mean, it's just incredible what we can do with those iPads now. And, you know, being able to transition from having to use, you know, Windows-based PCs and, and Mac computers, etc. now to primarily only working from your iPad to do everything with not having to rely on a single other, you know, device for that is just fantastic. And going forward, like you're saying, Tim, I mean, for the the Vision Pro, uh, I can see that incorporating into the Apple ecosystem. I mean, into the sorry, the iPad mm-hmm. and iPad OS ecosystem, and I can see that working definitely in the future. Um, you know, something that uh, I thought would have been incorporated a little bit more would have been, um, you know, I think it's, it's the lidar technology that the iPads have. 
Um, mm. And, you know, I think that could then obviously be incorporated with them, you know, your vision, vision yeah. pros, uh, headsets, etc. as well. And I think, yeah, I think that, that technology, I can't see why it wouldn't work on the iPads and why it wouldn't, couldn't be incorporated with this ecosystem either. It would surprise me if they if we don't see more functionality or, or or parity between the iPad Pro and like Apple Vision Pro because the two are so similar really when you actually think about the way they use the way the apps work display um it it just seems like it would be a very easy sort of fit for, for for there to be more parity. Um, yeah, I do hope between the two systems, the two OSs push the others forward in big ways. That Vision Pro will make yeah iPad Pro much more powerful, and vice versa. Um, do you Agreed. see yourselves when it eventually launches in South Africa getting one as a complement to iPad work? Uh, you know, for me, it feels like this is going to be the desktop computing of iPad OS, where you're able to spread out with all these huge windows surrounding you and yeah. You know, when when they debuted Apple Vision Pro, that really for I mean for Mike and I, it was uh, it it was one of those those defining sort of iPhone launch moments. You know, where we we just thought, wow, this is this is the future. This is where it's going. You know, we I think we we, we got their vision of what they were actually talking about, and um, I think that yeah, I think it's it would. It would surprise me. It would surprise me if if we don't see a if we don't see other models of the Apple Vision Pro come out, ones that are more affordable, because that price that price point is very steep. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I don't think we're there yet. But ultimately, I could see this replacing. I can see this replacing my iPad. Yeah. Because it's the kind of operating system that is very similar to the to, to iPad in the way it works. It's the same kind of operating system that lured me into the iPad that is so different to a traditional operating system like your Mac or your PC type uh, t- t- type system. I could I I could totally see myself moving to this, but the problem is I just don't know I just don't know if we're there. Yeah, yeah. I, I want us to be there. You'll want the collaborative nature of iPad. If you're showing a client something, you'll want that just slab of glass you can just like work together on. So exactly, yeah. exactly. But that that price point is steep. But yeah, iOS. I think we worked out. Which, uh, in case um, iOS spurred off the iPhone, you could argue the Apple Watch and iPad, and you know it spurred. You know that one OS kind of like grew from it. Um, <laughs> two other OSs and that's a good form point factor. So I'll be curious to see what vision OS, what different form factors it eventually, you know, has offshooting from it, you know, that's a very good point. That's a very good Mac, point. I Mac as well. Do, a different form. Yeah. Factor. You have, you know, laptops and desktops and all in ones, yeah, iMac, you know, so all these OSs that's kind true. Of like, yeah. you know, diverge into different form factors from its initial. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's just. I think really the price point is going to be is going to be a big determiner of the adoption rate and how quickly they're able to move. Because yeah. the more people that are using it, the more input and the more development and the more interest you're going to have from developers. Because the more people using it, the more reason right. they have to make the, and develop Absolutely. the apps. Um, but I think at the moment, I don't know. 
I just don't know if uh, I think they. I think it. I think it is steep. I think it is very heavy at the moment. But that's. But I, I mean. But on a positive note, that's where I want to go. I mean, I, I, you know, that, to be honest, that is just. It's just such. It looks like such a nice space to work in. But aside from the price, I mean, there's also other aspects. I mean, we are in a third world country. That's what South Africa is. So. The rate at which, you know, our population adopts, you know, new technology is a lot slower than that of a first world country as well. So for us to adopt, you know, the Vision One Pros here for our business, yes, it would work great. But I don't see a lot of other people adopting it immediately, you know, within our country. And so therefore, I'm not too sure how well it would work especially from a collaborative point of view with meetings yeah. etc with other people and 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 you know doing the work that we currently do um and i i'm not too sure if i'd want to jump into a gen one product yeah. immediately especially one as unique as that and as advanced as it is mm-hmm. i think i'd rather want to wait for a gen two or gen three and then see where it goes from there and, and what the adoption rate is and um, yeah, what the other developers do with the product ultimately yeah. is is what's going to tell where it goes and, and how how one can use it. Yeah, for sure. Um, lastly, um, as far as iPad OS, um, how do you hope the operating system and perhaps any new apps that are still not out yet that you'd like to see developed uh, come out uh, for for iPad to help you get even more stuff done there? From a work front, to be honest, I'm quite happy with where we are with what apps are currently available. Um, when it comes to the operating system, I'd like to see a little bit more shortcut compatibility, for example, with Stage Manager. I'd love to be able to have a shortcut that would then allow me to have a certain stage open and then I click another shortcut and it opens another stage, etc. I think that would be fantastic. Um, but also, I don't know... If, I would love to see more tier one games coming to an iPad. That's now obviously separate right. to work. This is now more on the leisure side. I would love to see, yeah, just some more, some more development on that side and, and just be able to, yeah, expand on that. And I, I enjoy the multiplayer games, et cetera, that I have on PlayStation 5, for example. Um, you know, like Apex Legends or Call of Duty, et cetera. Yeah. That's what I, I enjoy playing. And, yeah, I'd like to see some other variants come, you know, to, to, to the iPad that are also tier one and that are also cross, yep. you know, platform I'm compatible, etc. We didn't get Resident Evil Village and No Man's Sky, which I thought uh, with the Mac. Yes. Yeah, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mike's quite a big gamer. Yeah, I use and, uh, Remote uh, Play quite heavily um, with the backbone on my iPhone. And I'm, Looking forward to that PlayStation Portal thing. That seems uh, like a nice step up. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, remote play yeah, technology. Just, you know, if you have good internet, it, it baffles me how well that works. Um, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. And I mean, yeah, those would be great for you know your your non multiplayer games, I suppose, because of the latency, etc. Exactly. So if you're playing something like more of a role playing game, then that's fantastic. But I think from a multiplayer standpoint, I think you want an on-device oh, uh, uh, app. Yeah. Not, um, exactly. It's such yeah, a weird so. thing. Like, Apple owns mobile gaming, but I just hate what it's become. I, I want <laughs> yes. gaming on... Yeah, on mobile. Oh. Yeah. But it's just not, Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a different market. Uh, for now, at least, yeah. Exactly. So we'll see, though. I mean, with the, with the new gen iPads, who knows, and the new operating systems. Yeah, yeah I think things, things we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, for sure. Um, any apps lacking for you, uh, Matt? Um, 
from from an app point of view, to be honest, I'm actually very content at the moment with uh, with, with where we are. Um, you know, it's it's great to see that Logic and Final Cut um, are, are are here um, because that shows that that Apple's taking the system really seriously. Um, now we just need Xcode. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then we can start seeing guys. Uh, developing stuff uh, on the iPad, um, and that's going to do. That's also going to do wonders for development and uh, taking the iPad further uh, in that regard. But to be honest, I, I, I am pretty. I am pretty happy. Uh, some more, as Michael said, more stage manager functionality uh, would be nice. I'd love to be able to right click and close a window, for instance, like anywhere on the window. Yeah. Um, as opposed to having to find the um, you know the the grab handle <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I'd I'd like that. Um, I mean, stage manager is just so good now. That was one of the main reasons why we we test drove the the beta. And I mean, we just work full out on the beta now. I mean, that's you know we we, we don't we don't go off of it. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think Mike's pretty much uh, pretty much hit hit it all. Um, there isn't really much that i'm actually craving now i just want yeah st- stage manager lots of stage manager improvements shortcut integration agreed excellent yeah well um where can people find you guys run a blog ipad productivity uh dot com uh you guys do write up there anything you want to promote as far as that website or your actual company you guys work at as well yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Tim. So on the blog front, um, yeah, we, uh, we we've got some cool things coming this year. The blog's going to uh, start getting really uh, active. We basically are supercharging the blog now, um, and basically for for those who don't know, the the blog's all about uh, pro tips for um, for iPad users or for um, students, parents, but primarily targeted at business. Um, so it's just a just just a cool blog to keep uh, updated on, and we only share um, you know the interesting stuff. But it's 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 gonna it's gonna start picking up uh, in a big way now. And yeah, that's that's over at iPadProductivity.com. But otherwise, if you want to want to reach Mike Mike or I, just drop us a drop us a mail. Just say hi Matt, hi Mike, at uh, support at iPadProductivity.com. Very cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I think I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah. both for your time. This has been a great chat. I've been learning a lot, and it's been uh, fun fun uh, catching up. Perfect. No, thank you, Tim. Yeah, great to be on the show, and yeah, looking forward to to hearing it when it goes live. Yeah, th- thanks a lot, Tim. It's been wonderful. Well, that's my discussion with Matthew and Michael. Make sure to check out iPadProductivity.com. My thanks to them for their time recording, and thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. As a reminder, you can support this podcast over patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts, which has a new yearly price of $35 a year. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.